1: from left life- this past Monday, June 15. The Supreme Court decided to redefine sex in the 1964 Civil Rights Act. They included new and special accommodations for transgenders and homosexuals. Our Supreme Court has made a number of decisions recently that have been an absolute affront to the living God of heaven. They are making decisions that they are not justified in making. The Roe versus Wade were now over 60 million babies and the majority being black babies. murdered. Their blood crying out against America. They decided that marriage is not between just a man and a woman. It can be between a man and a man. The Supreme Court has made decisions, and the interesting one on this is Mr. Gorsuch questioned whether there would be an uprise in public sentiment. Pardon me. He was concerned that there would be an outcry from Americans and then decided, no, there won't be an outcry. We can go ahead and vote this because everybody's asleep. I can tell you one person who was not asleep, one person who was carefully watching, And that person was Jesus Christ. Now I know many of you are going to have a hard time with what I'm going to say. I'm not a prophet. But I'm going to say something very boldly to you. America is going to pay a very heavy price for its rebellion against the almighty God of heaven. Now what will that price be? I don't know. It could be a spectacular earthquake. It could be a series of hurricanes. There will be devastation in this land. That is part of how God brings judgment. And we, not raising our voice, rolling over, as Mr. Gorsuch assumed, American churches would just roll over on this, and we are, we will pay a heavy price. Already, the virus has eaten away many lives. It it was hyped. It was brought to bring great fear into the hearts of all Americans and not just Americans around the world. It is God's judgment. And I hear foolish preachers say, Oh no, that's not God's judgment. The devil did it. Well, of course the devil did it. Do you think God didn't allow it? Or even call for it at this time? I can tell you. The God we serve brings judgment upon the nations when they walk in such disregard of his commands and rebel in such power, disdain for his name. In the book of Hosea, chapter 4, this is a charge against Israel. It is also the charge against America. And I will read it as such. Hear the word of the Lord, you Americans, because the Lord has a charge to bring against you who live in the land. There is no faithfulness, no love, no acknowledgement of God in the land. There is only cursing, lying, murder, stealing, and adultery they break all bonds bloodshed follows bloodshed because of this the land mourns and all who live in it waste away the beasts of the field the birds of the air and the fish of the sea are dying you stumble day and night the prophets stumble with you so I will destroy your mother My people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you as my priests because you have ignored the law of your God. I will ignore your children. The more priests, pastors increased, the more they sinned against me. They exchanged their glory for something disgraceful. They fed on the sins of my people and relished their wickedness. It will be like people like priests. I will punish both of them for their ways and repay them for their deeds. They will eat but not have enough. They will engage in prostitution but not increase because they have deserted the Lord to give themselves to prostitution to old wine and new, that is to old ideas and new ideas, which take away the understanding of my people. And then again, I will go back to my place until they admit their guilt and they will seek my face and in their misery they will earnestly seek me but God will be silent until there is serious repentance in America until there is serious repentance on the part of our leaders and our supreme court until there is serious repentance in this land, we are going to be struck with a very heavy blow soon. Some of you have said to me, Pastor, I feel it, I feel it, I feel it. God's judgments are coming upon this land and they will be They will be brutal. Now, it doesn't matter to me whether you believe what I'm saying or not you will believe it when the blow strikes america and the blow will soon be struck the covid-19 came and the church did not repent we found ways to get around it we found ways to to satisfy our hearts we can go online we can hold services online The game can continue. No call for repentance. This wasn't God's judgment the pastors are saying. Yes, it was God's judgment. It is God's judgment. And if we don't repent, this land is going to be laid desolate. And all of us, the righteous with the sinners, will pay the price. We will pay the price. You cannot spit in God's face. Supreme Court, you cannot spit in God's face and not think that he will answer you. He will answer. And it will not be pleasant. He says, today... This is the book of Hebrews the 4th the 3rd chapter Today if you hear his voice may you not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of temptation in the wilderness where your fathers tested me and provoked me and yet saw my works for 40 years. For this reason, I was angry with that generation. And I said, they are always led astray in the heart, and they did not know my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they will never enter into my rest. You must take heed, brethren, lest there will be in any one of you an evil heart of unbelief, and fall away from the living God. It's happening right now. The judgments of God are being poured out on America right now. Our finances are crushed. We've not even begun yet to see the outcome of the crushing of our finances, but it will come. And there will be other very plain and obvious strikes against the well-being of America and we will pay that heavy price. For we have a God who is angry at sinners. God is angry about what's been happening with our Supreme Court. I tremble when I think of what God will do to these men and women on the Supreme Court who vote such wickedness before an almighty God. He is angry at the murder of babies. He is angry at the injustice, the destruction of our Constitution, the destruction of of our culture, and now the destruction of our Judeo-Christian heritage and specifically the destruction of the Christian church. Now I'm sure this is not why you tuned into this broadcast and this is not what you want to hear. I understand that. But I have to face a holy God. And I come out of the prayer closet from this morning hearing and seeing and knowing how angry God is with America and how we face certain destruction if there is not a dramatic change in this country. We cannot fool God We think we're in charge. We think our Supreme Court has the right to make whatever ruling they want to make. No, they do not. And God will deal with them and with this nation. Friday, we will take time to pray for the Constitution and for the Christian Church and for the Judeo-Christian heritage. We will take time to pray for the Supreme Court. We will take time to pray for our president and our Congress, both houses. But now I'd like to go further in the story of Elijah who comes and pronounces a very harsh judgment against Israel. Elijah shows up before King Ahab and says in the next few years except at my word no rain will fall and famine struck the land and people began to die animals died trees, grass, everything turned brown finally after three and a half years Elijah shows up Why does he show up now? Chapter 18 of 1 Kings, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Elijah was controlled by the word of God. He obeyed the word of the living God. Some of you are utterly incapable of even hearing the word of God because you are so far away from him and you are so caught in your wickedness. The word of the Lord is always very specific. It's not a generalized, oh God loves you all and relax, everything's okay. That's not the word of God to a sinning nation like America. That's not the word of God to a sinning church like the American church in America that has rested in its prosperity, in its Lusting after the world and the things of the world, the entertainment of the world. Is God angry? He's angry enough to destroy this nation. I don't know how large our window of grace is, but I can tell you it is shrinking rapidly. The word of the Lord came to Elijah, Go, present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. The famine was very severe in Samaria. Ahab had sent out a godly man who was in charge of his palace, Obadiah. He was very devout, and he had protected many of the prophets, at the risk of his own life with Jezebel being such a wicked and ungodly woman. He presented himself to Obadiah and said, Go tell Ahab, I will see him today. Their meeting is classic. We find it in 1 Kings, the 18th chapter. Ahab went to meet Elijah, and when he saw Elijah, he was the first to speak. And he said, is that you, you troubler of Israel? Always the unrighteous will blame the righteous. We see this with Black Lives Matter. But of course, they're a left-wing communist organization. Black babies don't matter to them. And the black civilians of Chicago don't matter to them. 25 can be shot and killed in a weekend. And they say nothing. They're a leftist propaganda arm. They are not about civil rights and they are not about racism. They're simply using many good people that God wants to save. But they've been deceived by the lies coming out of the mouth of George Soros and others. It's very troubling to me what's happening in Seattle. There's nothing godly about it. It's utterly evil. Always, those who are good are censored. If you stand up today for the Constitution, you're a racist. If you stand up today for... Holiness, you're a fanatic. If you stand up today and say, listen, we've got to repent, you're looked upon as a foolish old man. That's all right. I'll be foolish for the name of Jesus Christ. And I will call America to repent as long as I'm allowed to broadcast on this station. It is time for revival and repentance in America. It is time for solemn assemblies across this land. Oh, the church said, Oh, we've got to obey the government. We can't hold our meetings. Oh, but they could in mass protest in the streets, and that's okay. But you can't go to church. We just bowed down to the idols so casually the church should have stood up and said, we will worship the Lord our God. We don't worship Pharaoh. We worship Jesus. Isn't Jesus our healer? Isn't Jesus our Lord, our master, our savior? Go to church. Stand. You troubler of Israel. You troublemaker. Always those who stand for righteousness will be accused of being troublemakers by the wicked. We've become so accommodating in America to wickedness that we don't know how to stand anymore for righteousness. We're going to have to learn or our nation will be destroyed, and the judgments of God will come and just destroy this country. Elijah answers, I have not made trouble for Israel, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord. You have abandoned the Lord's commands, and you have followed the Baals. That's what I want to say to the Supreme Court. You have made trouble for America. You have abandoned the Lord's commands. You have followed the way of Baal, the prosperity gods. Somebody's paying you off. Now Elijah says, Now summon the people from all over Israel to meet me on Mount Carmel and bring the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah. They all eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab left, and he sent word throughout all of Israel and assembled the prophets on Mount Carmel. Elijah went before the people, and this is what he said. How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him, but if Baal is God, follow him. So he came saying, Look, you're double minded. You say you're Christian, but you give in to wickedness. You say you are a follower of Jesus Christ, but you want to follow the Baals, the prosperity gods of our nation. You love money. You love ease. You love wickedness. You love the wicked entertainment. And so Christians sit for hours in front of their television or in front of their computer and drink in all kinds of violence, every kind of darkness, double-minded, You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Now summon the people. Let's have a meeting. This was a true solemn assembly. And he says, How long will you waver between two opinions? I want to ask you that question today. How long are you going to play the American church game? How long are you going to be satisfied to go to church and hear your pastor telling jokes? How long are you going to go to your church that's a comfortable, worldly, wicked church? No confrontation of sin. In fact, some denominations confess we have sinned. Every Sunday, we have sinned. No rebuke of sin, because we're all sinners and, and we can't leave our sin. Are you kidding me? This is heresy against Jesus, and this is going to bring judgment. It already has brought judgment upon our nation. So much so that our Supreme Court says, well, you know, are we going to stir up trouble in the country? And they say, "Mm, no, not so much. Nobody will care. Wait until the churches begin to experience the persecution in the courts because there will be Christian persecution in the courts over this issue. Wait until a pastor dresses up like a woman and shows up in the pulpit to preach as a transgender. then what are you going to do? Close your church? You can't fire him. You can't let him go. Not under the new ruling. What are you going to do with your church school where suddenly a male teacher shows up dressed like a woman in front of your children? In your church school. You can't fire him. Not now. If you do, you're sued. You'll lose everything. If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. You can't follow money and prosperity and God at the same time. Now, that doesn't mean that a Christian person can't be very prosperous. God can bless a Christian who knows how to give and make him prosper greatly for the purpose of the kingdom of God. God is not in favor of poverty. But neither is he in favor of bowing down at the idol of Baal. It is the Lord God of heaven who blesses, not Baal. Now it's so instructive that in First Kings, the 18th chapter, verse 21, but the people said nothing. Why? Why didn't the people say anything? Because they were compromised. Why did the people of America not say anything when the Supreme Court voted the Roe vs. Wade? When they voted that a man and a woman are not the only ones who can get married, that a man and a man can get married. They call it marriage. The government didn't invent marriage, God did. And he said it's between a man and a woman, but oh no, that's an old idea you think God is not displeased he is angry he's angry at our wickedness and our sin and our people said nothing hands up don't shoot such lies such such wickedness Elijah said, I'm the only one of of the Lord's prophets left. Jezebel had tried to kill them all off. But Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bulls for us. Let them choose one for themselves and let them cut it into pieces. Put it on the wood, but don't light the fire. I'll prepare the other bull and put it on the wood, but not set the fire of it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord and the God who answers by fire, he is God. Now the people say, what you say is good. Let's have a contest between the wicked God and the righteous God. The people, they only wanted their prosperity to continue. They wanted to see the magic show. They wanted to be entertained. So, Elijah says, I'm the only one of the Lord's prophets left, but Baal has 450 prophets. Get two bowls for us. Yes. Now, you have more prophets. So why don't you go first? First. Call on the name of Baal from morning till noon. And so they did. And they cried aloud, Oh, Baal, answer us, they shouted. But there was no response. He's a false god. America is worshipping the false god of Baal today, the prosperity god. We worship pride, and arrogance, hardness of heart. Finally at noon, Elijah begins to taunt them and says, Shout louder! Surely he's a god. Perhaps he's deep in thought or busy traveling. Maybe he's sleeping and must be awakened. So they shouted louder and they slashed themselves with swords and spears as was their custom until the blood flowed. Sounds like Islam today. They do the same thing. And their God is as false as was the God of Baal. Well, midday passed. There was no response. No one answered. No one paid any attention to him. Then Elijah said to the people, Come here to me. This was a huge crowd. He said, come here, come closer. And there before them he repaired the altar of God. He took the twelve stones, one for each of the tribes, to whom the word of the Lord had come. With these stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And then he began doing something very unusual. He wanted no one to question the power of God. He dug a trench around this this altar. He arranged the wood. He cut the bull into pieces. He laid it on the wood. And then he said, now fill four large jars with water and pour it over the offering and over the wood. He wanted that thing soaking wet so there was no question about whether he had slipped the fire into that altar. Do it again. A third time he ordered. Do it a third time. Water ran down around the altar and even filled the trench. Now I want to be clear with you today. There is going to be a very strong judgment against America. It's not going to be fire falling on an altar. I don't know. The Lord has not told me what that judgment will be. He has simply said there is a great judgment and America is going to pay a very heavy price for their arrogance and sin before me. We have already paid a heavy price with our businesses being closed, with loved ones dying of COVID, We've paid already a very heavy price, and that price has not been finished yet, as we will watch as the economy continues to crash. With many businesses never reopening, with many restaurants never reopening, we are going to pay a very heavy price for our sin against the Lord God of heaven. You will all know when that blow is struck. It will be mainstream news. Now, it's going to happen soon. And it will be a clear sign of God's disapproval of what the Supreme Court has done and of what we as the American people have done in casting off the Lord our God. He begins to pray a very simple prayer. O Lord, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel and that I am your servant and have done all these things at your command. Answer me, O Lord, answer me so that these people will know that you, O Lord, are God and that you are turning their hearts back again. I'll tell you what I've been praying in the prayer closet. I've been saying, Lord, would you send your judgment upon America A judgment unto repentance, not a judgment unto destruction. There's a fine line between the judgment unto destruction and the judgment unto repentance. I'm asking that the judgment of God be such that we will see and understand the wickedness of our hearts and we will repent as a nation. This is what Elijah did. He prayed for God's judgment to fall on Israel. He prayed for the rain to stop. He prayed for famine. He knew God was angry with Israel. I know, and if you're thoughtful, you know that God is angry with America. And he is going to bring judgment. The question is, will it be judgment unto repentance or will it be judgment unto utter destruction? I'm praying it will be judgment unto repentance. Am I afraid? I am afraid for America. I'm afraid for you. I'm afraid for the American church for we have destroyed ourselves with the love of wickedness and the love of the world. Our arrogance and our pride, our selfishness. Most of you listening don't even tithe. You give small gifts if you give anything. How do you expect God's blessing when you steal what belongs to the Lord. He prays this simple prayer and then the fire of the Lord fell. Burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil and licked up the water in the trench. And as the people see this great strike of fire, they fall down on their faces before God and they say the Lord he is God the Lord he is God why didn't they fall down and cry that before they saw the fire because they had a a double minded heart they were unworthy they were wicked So revival has started. Elijah commands them, seize the prophets of Baal. Don't let anyone get away. He took them down to the Kishon Valley and he killed them there. He slaughtered them. Ahab is completely cowed. He is terrified that he will be killed as well for no one questions the power of Elijah to execute judgment. He's just killed 400 plus prophets. Elijah says to Ahab, Go and eat and drink, for there is the sound of heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel and bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. This is, for me, the most disappointing part of the entire story. I wish that Elijah had said to Ahab, Don't go and picnic now. This is not the time to have a picnic. This is the time to go have a prayer meeting. Come with me, Ahab. Let's climb Mount Carmel, and let's bow our faces down to the ground. Let's humble our hearts before God, and let's pray for rain. I'm certain in the tear of Ahab's heart, he would have agreed. But that was not what Elijah did. Elijah was set up to be terrified by Jezebel. And that's exactly what happened. Seven times Elijah prays and sends his servant to go look and see if there is a cloud. He knows the ways of God. The seventh time the servant comes back and says, A cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. And Elijah says, Go and tell Ahab, Hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops. And then the sky grew dark with clouds, the wind rose. And the heavy rain began. The power of the Lord comes upon Elijah, and he tucks his cloak into his belt, and he runs ahead of the chariot of Ahab, guiding him through the storm. Now, when he gets back, Jezebel wants to know what happened. And so Ahab reports. Elijah had killed all the prophets with the sword. So Jezebel sends a messenger to Elijah saying, May the the gods deal with me, be it ever so severely, if by this time tomorrow I don't make your life like one of them. And Elijah was afraid, and he ran for his life. The revival is over. The shortest revival in history. The revival is over because the prophet is afraid for his life of this woman Jezebel. The revival is over because he did not include the king. He encouraged the king to go picnic This was not a time to go picnicking. This was a time to pray. Now let me be very blunt with you. This is not a time for you to go enjoy some leisure. This is the time to pray and to cry out to God that he would spare America. Because God is angry with America and his judgments are going to fall. And they will be even more harsh than the virus. And we will all see that judgment. I want you to know now it is coming. And when it comes, recognize it for what it is. God is going to pay. God is going to make you and me pay the price for the sin of this nation because we are the church. And I'm praying that a revival will begin, but not a short revival. We need a full manifestation of the grace and mercy and love of God to call this nation back to himself. But first will come severe judgment. God will have to get our attention. I don't like that. I just know the ways of God enough to say that the Lord is not going to let the Supreme Court walk away unscathed. And he's not going to let us who have said nothing walk away unscathed. He is going to judge us. Now is the time to pray and plead the mercy of God. Now is the time to pray and repent before Almighty God and ask what he wants us to do, where he wants us to go, how how are we to get right with him we need to have the word of the lord a strong word a word that will challenge us to lay our lives down for him and to repent and perhaps he will turn aside the judgment i suspect it is too late for that i suspect that the judgments will fall But I pray as those judgments come, we will repent. Not in bitterness and not in anger at the living God. He has every right to judge us. This is his land. It is his country. He founded this nation on righteous principles. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, These are the most astonishing documents in all of history. To me, they stand beside the Ten Commandments because they flowed out of the Judeo-Christian heritage with the values God established for Israel and for the Christian church. And he is demanding a return to righteousness to holiness to turn aside from the wickedness of this world. He is demanding that we repent. And he has the right to do that because everything and everyone belongs to him. So whatever judgment he passes upon America for this Monday, June 15, straw that I think broke the camel's back, whatever that judgment is, it will be righteous. And I'm going to hold my breath and wait. And I'm going to ask the Lord to please make it a judgment unto repentance. I'm praying he will raise up an Elijah band who will utterly commit themselves to praying to revival, to holiness, to walking righteous no matter what the cost, not with a divided mind, not with silent lips, but with voices casting off the devil's hand and crying aloud before our God that we will not have people sleeping, but rather enlivened by the Holy Spirit knowing that now is the time to pray. Now is the time to cry aloud. Now is the time to ask for mercy. Almighty God, I lift before you this precious congregation listening. I pray you will move in their hearts to pray. I ask, Lord, that you would move in their hearts to lift their voices against the wickedness of our day, to cry aloud before you, asking for this judgment unto repentance and not unto destruction. For, Lord, I know you love this land, and I know you love your church, but I know you're grieved and angry because of our wickedness. Lord, I pray for your mercy for America. I pray for your revival to come to this nation. That we would humble our hearts before you. That we would repent and turn from our wicked ways. That you could turn and heal our land. Thank you, Jesus. I pray in your name. Amen. I'm Ray Greenlee from the National Prayer Chapel. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to support this crying out in the wilderness for America, I need your help. We are a faith-based ministry. Write to me at the National Prayer Chapel, Post Office Box 2346, Woodbridge, Virginia, 22195 you can also go to our webpage nationalprayerchapel.com you can give online I need to hear from you the month is quickly going to end and we need to we need to pay Wava God bless you my brother and sister I'm praying for you and I love you